You're listening to We, we, we the Aether Podcast, within and without. Welcome. William, thank you so much for taking the time right now. I know you're a busy guy running around. You've got lots of appointments, which is an amazing thing. I'm so glad you're getting the exposure you deserve. Uh, if you don't mind just briefly introducing yourself for anyone that's listening that's not familiar with what it is you do, they can get up to speed and uh, you know they can check you out on all the socials and stuff too, which we'll get into. Well, I, uh, well I'm an international motivational speaker. Um, I speak on purpose. Uh, finding that, that that inner greatness that a lot of us leave dirt, dormant inside of us most of the time. Um, I'm a powerful voice that can sometimes be that Rocky Balboa type motivation to push you to get up. Not later, not tomorrow, but now. So, um, like I said, man, I, I preach. My main mission and, and the reason why I do what I do, man, is um, and who I am uh, is, is, is for the individuals that was told it wouldn't tall enough, cute enough, athletic enough, cool enough. I want you to know that you have greatness in you as well, man. And I want to make the ordinary kings and queens understand that we all have million-dollar potential, man. And I'm going to die doing that for the rest of my life, man. That's what it's about. It's a great message. And when I first heard one of your speeches, it was on some social media viral post. And your voice, it has this... Uh, this emotion, this impact behind it, like someone that's been through it all and just come out stronger, you know, the diamond that's been carved out of the big mountain. So I, I just wondered if you could just give a little bit of a backstory about, about your upbringing and, and some of how, some of what, what gave you that powerful voice that you have. Uh, first of all, you know, I believe the most high gave me the powerful voice that I have. Um, I think my upbringing is like a lot of African-American or, um, you know, it don't matter race, but anybody growing up in the slums or growing up, you know, uh, in a place that's that, 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 that's kind of like darkness. You know what I mean? Um, I grew up like that. Mother on drugs, father in the streets. Um, most of my uncles went to the penitentiary. Uh, my aunties went to the penitentiary. Uh, my grandmother moved from Monroe, Louisiana to, to, to Pontiac, Michigan, and she started running numbers first. Then she started selling crack cocaine and taught all eight of her children how to do the same thing. So I was I came from the street. I came from, you know, the gutter. And um, it taught me how to be a man very early. And it made me understand life, understand people, um, understand um, the power of imagination in the universe once you speak things out there. You know what I mean? Because uh, in, in the slum, sometimes all we have is our dreams. Man. All we have is uh, that vision in our mind of uh, what we want life to be like. And um, like I said, man, I grew up like a lot of inner city kids. Um, one thing that separated me from a lot of my uh friends and, and people were surrounding me, I had a big imagination, man. I had an imagination so crazy that you would call me crazy. You know what I mean? So um, I think, uh, like I said, man, I come from a place where if you didn't have an imagination, you didn't have a chance at life. Mm, so with that imagination, how, how do you go from not having anything, from being in the city streets, from being in like slum situation, to then to, to being able to visualize something for yourself. And then like, how do you set that goal? How do you, how do you pull that out of the ether and then, you know, bring that forward in, into your own reality? Um, try to be exposed as much as possible. Like for instance, example, I would go to um, 
big high schools in Rochester or in Los Angeles when I was in Hamilton High School. And I would see how big and beautiful a city where I would see how the moms and dads sat in the crowd. And I would see how real life for a young teenager was supposed to be. And maybe I didn't have it, but the, the vision of it and me seeing it made me feel and, and let me take that away from um, the field and understand that, um, you know, that this is the life I want. And, and, and once I was exposed to that, I was like, I'll be, man, look, it's no way somebody's going to stop me from having this life. This life. It might not be mine right now, but by, by the most high um, introducing that to me and showing it to me, uh, that was enough for me to um, stay committed to the dream, the mission, and uh, bring it to life. So, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's the that's the thing I want people to take in. I mean, you got to visualize and you got to take all these beautiful places you see. You got to keep them inside your heart, keep them inside your mind and, and, and understand that that is the destination that you want to reach. That's where you want to go. And anywhere before you go, um, you got to set a current destination. You know what I mean? You got to set a current destination. So, like I said, when you put up on this GPS, now on Google, it shows the picture of the home, the street, everything around it. And sometimes we put GPSs in just to look at the surrounding streets to see if it's safe. You know what I mean? But once we, but, but in life, in the terms I'm talking about, I'm talking about looking at that GPS, understanding where you are, but putting that GPS in, understanding where you're going is much more beautiful. So focus on where you're going and not where you're at. You know what I mean, and and and, and that's what I that, that's what I'll say, man. Visualization, mm. visualization, visualization. Now I know you mentioned. I'm, I was listening to another interview of yours, and you had mentioned that when you got to a point where you were presented with those things, it's like your mind. And a lot of people get like this; they're not in that that mode to be accepting or receiving of those things. They think good is bad. Everything's flipped back because that's what you've been brought up. That's what you've learned. That's what you've been conditioned to understand. So how does someone that, that's only experienced those things, maybe they're 15, 16 years old, they've only experienced those things, how do they make that shift? If they see it, they can visualize it, yes, but then how do they say, how do they claim it? How do they say, that's mine, that's me, I'm that guy, I'm that, I'm that rich person, I'm that you know, successful person, I'm not it, high as good? It, it, it's, it's a moment in every man, woman, everybody's life when they when they must realize this very thing, that everything they needed has been inside of them since the day they were born. And Les Brown, my mentor, he told me something a long time ago that changed my life, man. And I share it with all great people I meet, real great person. Um, it was most people don't reach their full potential in life and make it because of the things they think they need. The things they think they need. And sometimes we think we're not enough. We think we don't have the money. We think we don't belong in this place. But as soon as we realize that we do belong and that we are royalty and do, that we do deserve to walk outside to a beautiful home with a picket fence, that we do deserve to eat at a dinner table with our family, you got to claim this as a man. And that's what a lot of individuals don't understand. When I speak to them sometimes, they say it's rough, but I'm telling you the truth. I'm letting you know that this world will watch you bleed and they will step over you if you don't stand up and say, I'm going to fight for my life. Every day is a fight for your life. Even if it's mental, physical, 
I don't care what it is, but every day a human being got a make up, got to make up their mind that they're going to go out and keep going. And, and these kids got to understand this. When you elevate and accept it, don't run from it. Everything new is scary, but it wasn't made to kill you. It was made to mold you. It was made you. It was made to turn you into the human being that you were born to be. It takes time to be a man. It takes time to be responsible. It takes time to become the king that you were born to be. But as long as you don't stop running and you don't stop chasing, you will reach it. People want to know what's the secret of being successful and what's the secret of reaching that pinnacle. It's never quitting. It's never quitting the days when you don't have a meal, the days you don't have money. It's never quitting when you walk into a room where people are smiling and nice at you. But you come from a place where people shooting at you and calling you out your name. So you're not used to it. But when those things happen and those situations occur, young kings and queens, you got to accept it. You got to step up to the throne and say, put my crown on. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to stand proud. And, and, and most, important, most importantly, I'm going to tell the world that I belong. And most importantly, I'm going to tell myself that I belong. So every man and every woman got to reach a point in their life when they stand on top of that mountain and they scream to the top of their lungs, I belong. That's your decision. That's your decision. It's been your decision since you were born. Are you greatness or mediocre? That's your decision. Are you going to work or are you going to sleep? That's your decision. Every Everything we want out of life, everything we want to obtain, is all about a decision. Mm -hmm. It's a decision. And it's only one way. You're going to say yes or no. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I love the, the powerful statement you made as well in another interview where you're saying that only we can save ourselves. No one's going to go out of their way to save you. You can't have that expectation. You've got to be your own, your, your own strength in this world. Yes. Yes. It's just like this. When I tell people, um, it's a track on my new album called uh, Hustle and Motivated. It actually comes out this Friday. Um, I talk about uh, sometimes when we're getting ready to go out of town and we get ready to make this long ride, we contemplate and we think, man, do we need somebody else to ride with us? Do we need somebody else to, to, to do, do I need somebody else to take these extra three hours off me? Or can I push it? And those that decide to push, those are the ones that, that become the greatest. If you're not self-motivated, you already lost in this world, man. Nobody, I'm not expecting nobody to see my greatness. I'm not, no, I'm not expecting nobody to see me one day playing in the NBA or NFL or one day standing on stage with Tony Robbins. It's not your, it's not your dream to see. It's my dream to deliver and allow you to see. People get mad when people say, you're not going to be nothing. I get excited. Because every morning you get to replay that echo of you're not going to be nothing. And you get to go do extraordinary things. And when you do extraordinary things, it leaves little words to be said. Because I showed you. 
And there's nothing more powerful since the beginning of time for a man to tell somebody they're going to do something and they're going to become something and they do it. Because once you do it, you no longer have to explain. You no longer need to ask for support. You took it. They owe it to you. It belongs to you. And they're going to follow you into the pits of hell if you wanted them to. Because of one thing, you kept your word. And like I said in the beginning, decisions. It's all a decision. Buy in or buy out. Buy in or buy out. Understand you're just a piece of the puzzle. Not the whole puzzle. So when you go back to so when you go back to when your it was your coach before that told you you're not going to make it you're not going to amount to anything when you go back now and you reflect on it it's it's this crazy polarity because at the time you probably thought it was this this terrible thing that someone could say to you but now you look back and, and it's a blessing because it's a gift it gives you something you look back and you say ha you know you look back on it and you say that gives you the motivation that gives you the fuel for your fire. So how, how would you recommend that someone makes that perceptual shift? If someone's telling them some negative shit in their life, how do they take that and use it in a positive way? If everything's negative around them, how do they take that and flip it? How do they, how do they have that foresight to know that in the future, in five, 10 years from now, I can look back and I can say, I'm glad this person behaved the way they did to me. I'm glad they did what they did because it built me up to be who I am today, stronger, you know? Absolutely. I would tell them just like this, man. Life is a 12-round fight. It's a 12-round fight. We're going to live. We're going to lose some rounds. We're going to win some rounds. We're going to lose some rounds. We're going to win some rounds. But the main goal, man, is just don't get knocked out. Just keep fighting. The days you feel like life is not worth living, keep fighting. The days you feel like your dream will never work. The days you feel like when you're watching some of your favorite influencers that's doing what you want to do one day, don't hate on them. Don't get mad at them. Understand that every dog has his day. Every dog has his day. And as long as you keep running, man, as long as you keep believing in, in whatever you're doing, I believe it's possible to come to life. I believe that Extraordinary things are created in some of the most chaos, chaotic places on this earth. And I believe they put there to fight. To learn how to fight real life. So when they get to this thing called entrepreneurship, it's a video game. It's all strategy. And just like the movie 300, when, when they sent the kid out into the wo in, in the woods, man, to fight the wolves as a little boy. Other little boys is at home getting tucked in, getting cookies and milk. But we in the jungle, we fighting wolves. We fighting battles of a man as a boy. So once we get to the world, man, we got to understand that our pain is our biggest blessing. Our trials and tribulations is our biggest blessing. 
Our hungry nights is our biggest blessing. Our most painful days is our biggest blessing. And once you realize that and take the the victim card off the table, it'll leave you with three aces. You can't lose. You can't lose, man. You already fought the battle. You already took the hardest punch you can take. What's next, life? A deal? I got to close a deal? I fought through burying my mother to a heroin overdose. Now you saying all I got to do is close a deal? That's easy, man. That's easy. So what those kids cry about and what those kids go through, they bless. They just don't see it yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's, it is training. It's like tearing, like physical training. Like you tear down a muscle so that you can build it back up stronger. That's exactly how it goes. So what do you define as, uh, or how would you define happiness in life now? Ha having, having gone through everything you've gone through and being where you're at. Happiness is a creation to me. It's almost like you got to go back to when you was that child that laid on your mother's lap. You, you, you would build that castle with those Legos, you would build that house with those Legos, and the, and the closer you get to the end of building it, that's how happy you are. That's how happy you are. And at that moment, you decided to be happy. You put yourself in your happy place and you stayed there to build that castle. And that's what I tell people. You got to put yourself back to the happiest days, the days you dreamed. My analogy, the days that you were that child that laid on your mother's lap, you got to go back there. Where you smiled, where you believed, where you dreamed, where you believed in some of the most crazy things. And you got to bring it back. You got to go back to that place and you got to live there. You got to stay there forever. You got to lock out the outsiders, the doubters, the, the non-believers. And you got to say, you can't disturb my peace. No matter if I'm lonely for a while, no matter if I lose a few friends that I thought was my friends, because I, de I developed and realized who I was. And like I say, happiness is a decision. And it's a place that we create on our own. Yeah, we can be born in hell and chaos, but in that same place, in that pit of fire, I can create a beautiful ocean in the sunshine. And that's why we got a brain. What you use your brain for? Nightmares? A beautiful dream. What you enjoy the most? Because the movie and the selection is all on you. It's all on you. All I think a lot you. of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people don't think it's on them. I think they don't think they have the choice, the decision, that the second they wake up, they can decide how they want their mind to be utilized. They can decide how they want their day to go. They're not just being controlled as they go around the world. I think people Absolutely. think they don't have as much control as they do. But I think you represent something that, that reinforces that control in people, that gives them that back for themselves. So I want to ask you as well, 
because I know you had some experiences with suicidal thoughts. And uh, funny enough, actually, you worked with a, a bodybuilder uh, out of Toronto, and I'm actually in Toronto. It's so pretty funny. Wow, yeah, that's uh, dope. That. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, yeah. Um, Shout out to Toronto. Yeah. Mr. Saga. Yeah. And I want to ask you, because you had some, some uh, suicidal thoughts growing up, and you had a, an incident where you actually were getting to the point where you were considering killing yourself. And this, this actually got me a little emotional. I heard your story because you were, you were sitting at the lake and then you heard a voice that said you had a gun on you. Said, it said, throw the gun in the water, throw the gun in the lake. Yes, sir. And when I heard that, I, it, it got to me. So, Man, man, I, I tell people, man, going back to what I say about decisions, um, I, I tell people, Life seems worthless when you're lost. But once you get back on that road, man, that anxiety stops. And that road is, goes back to what I say about your happiness, about waking up doing what you love, blocking out everything anybody else got to say. The reason why people mostly want to commit suicide is because they're being forced to live a life that they don't want to live. And it goes back to what I say about decisions. It's a split second in life where you gotta look up and make a decision that to say that this is my life, I got one. And I'm gonna live it how I wanna live it. I'm gonna dress, I'm gonna dance, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna be whoever I wanna be. Because that decision it's my birthright. And what I had to realize is to learn this lesson to defeat suicide. When I was falling, and right before, I was, it's like I was falling from a, a building a, a, a million feet high. And right before I hit the ground, God caught me. He put me on my feet, he turned me in a direction, and he told me to walk this way. And as I continued to walk, he said, if you can continue to stay in your lane, you'll keep riding, my son. But if you look in other lanes, you'll crash. Those other lanes is people telling you, do this. Those other lanes is people screaming to you, you dumb, you stupid. There's no way you can do that. But what God said is, you stay in your lane, son. You're going to continue to ride. And through my darkest days, when I literally wanted to blow my brains out, because I stayed on my road is the reason why I'm living. I'm talking to you right now. It's because I jumped in my lane of love and I stayed in it. And I let nobody take me out of it. And I realized this. I realized that I was enough. And I realized that I was beautiful, I was great, I was amazing, just the way I was. And that's what I want people to understand. That you always was enough. Always were enough. No earrings, no tattoos. No... No cool sneakers, cool clothes, none of that makes you 
the great person that you are. But the first person that need to realize that is you. Take back your life today. Stand tall and, 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 and fall in love with your truth, who you are and who you were born to be. And that secret is only between you and the most high, whoever you believe in, Buddha, Gandhi. <laughs> Y'all don't care what religion. I don't care who you pray to. Because at the end of the day, I don't get caught up on religion like that because I know at the end of the day, we all going to meet the same creator. And I know our God is an awesome God, so I know he understands what we were saying. It's where our heart is. It's where my heart is. And my heart is, is, is close, very, very close uh, to the world of um, mental illness. And um, mental illness is nothing more than the devil trying to pollute greatness. Mental illness fights against the people who have some of the greatest potential because they don't want God's gift to be seen. Mental health is the devil. Comes when idle time comes. That's why God gave you a gift so you can work on it as much as possible. You clock in and clock out whenever you want to. Whenever that devil's coming in, Trying to mess with you, clock in. I'm going to work. I'm going where I, I'm going where I love. Mental illness will be defeated. We will beat this. We will fight through that. And um, like I said, man, that's my mission. I wake up every single morning and I create material. Four years straight, I did this even when I was homeless. I create material just for them. People in a dark place. I got to take care of the people in the dark. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, when you create like that, you're creating from your heart. You know, it's like, it's like what you said, that the devil is in the mind, spiraling in the mind, festering the mind, confusing the mind. But when you shift to the heart and you're guided by the heart, God is in the heart and we all have a heart. So I think that, and this is part of this part of what I do is I, first of all, speaking with people such as yourself, that can help bring this awareness to people, but shifting themselves out of the mind, out of this, you know, this thinking TikTok mechanistic mind, and get down, down, down into the heart and allow Absolutely. that to guide them. And I Absolutely. think that, that's what, that's what's going to bring their, each individual's own highest good, their own truth. I think yes, that sir. reveals it to them. Because yes, when we're caught in the mind, it's all just, it's all just being lost. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree 100%. So do you have uh, any type of meditation practice you do outside of, you know, speaking? I think speaking in itself can be meditative, but do you have anything that you do outside of that? Could be going for a walk, could be sitting in silence, could be anything. I like to talk. I like to, I like to speak to homeless. I like to speak to the homeless. It's a movie I watched a long time ago with Adam Sandler. And it was Morgan Freeman and Adam Sandler, and the homeless man was the angel. And when I speak to them, God give me new messages. Give me new messages. And I almost can tell a speech from the heart of the homeless man. From the pain of the homeless man. I feel it. 
So that's my meditation. I get closer to God when I'm with the homeless. That's wonderful. You know, it's funny. it brings to mind a story where there was a homeless man that, that walked up to me and I was just coming out of a coffee shop and he came up to me and as he was coming up to me, I looked into his eyes. He had the most like deep blue eyes, but I saw the eyes of God in him. And he asked me if I had any, any change, any money. So I reached in and I gave him, I had like $20 on me. So I gave him 20 bucks. Because in my head, in my head, I heard, give up all that you have to this man. Mm -hmm. And it's like he was a complete stranger. But the amount of, of that love and compassion, like, you know, he, he, he just poured it out. He didn't even think it was possible that someone could give him, you know, $20. He asked for like a couple, couple quarters. But it's this realization that I think everyone needs to have. The one that you just explained, when you go around and you see that in everyone, you see that God essence in everyone. Absolutely. It's in you, it's in me, it's in, it's in everyone. It just has to be realized. And if people don't realize it for themselves, then sometimes it's helpful for someone outside of them to realize it for them. Yes. So yeah. I think you're doing that. I think you're helping. You're, you're taking something away from them, but you're also giving back to them because you're helping them realize that within themselves by by I, I, them. I was them. Yeah. I was them. So when I go out there, I'm not a visitor trying to shoot a vlog. I was them. I I know I know what they feel. God put me through an extraordinary life for a reason. He gave me an extraordinary story for a reason. That's why I can relate to people all the way, you know, from the Gold Coast from from Australia, the indigenous people in Australia, all over the world, man, they love me. I get global love, man. I'm a kid from the projects in Pontiac, Michigan. When I go to Australia, people invite me to their homes for, for barbecues, live music. They treat me like royalty. When I was homeless, I called myself a king. And I spoke my life into existence. I'm a king now. I'm not a king of any organization. I'm a king that reminds the children of God that you're royalty. Mm -hmm. And you're king of your own destiny. Absolutely. I got my mission. I'm working for God. I'm writing my place. I'm writing my place in the Bible. That's gonna be talked about three thousand years from now. Mm -hmm. I'm right in my place. The Bible ain't done. The story continues. The messenger's going to continue to grow. It's a baby being born right now that's going to talk, that's going to help millions find their way to God. It's a baby born right now that's going to have the most beautiful voice the world has ever heard at that present moment. That's why I can never call anything the greatest of all time. Because when a painter begins to paint in the beginning of his life, he gets better. He gets better. Everything in life was made to get better. That's why when the world is in chaos and mass shootings happen, it's going to get better. 
The souls that's taken from this earth is the souls God wants. So I don't cry when death happens anymore. That's every man and every woman has their own fate. No matter how the death happens, what did you do before it happened? And now, do you have, I want to ask you, do you have any fears right now? What would, your, what would be your biggest fear if you were to have anything? Nothing. I fear nothing, man. I'm a, I'm a fearless man. I'm a fearless man, man. I got I got the heart of a warrior, bro. Like I tell people, they was like, Will, if you were the gladiator, what job would you do? I said, I'll be spilling the blood. I won't be cleaning it up. I would be one of the fighters. So when it comes to life, what's the fear when you got God? What's the fear when you you already was born in hell? What's the fear when you already watch your friends be murdered, shot, killed, incarcerated? I ain't scared of nothing, man. Only thing I'm scared of is failure. I can't fail. Too many people depend on me. And, and by failure, do you mean not stepping up every morning, every day, and stepping into that that king, that king role, not it's just, accepting it for yourself? It's just being it's just being an upright individual at all times. It's not letting the yokes of bondage and the yokes of the world trick me out of my position. Understanding that uh, too much is given, much is required. Understanding how a king supposed to react, how a, how a king uh, conducts himself. You know, people might call me crazy, like, man, man, really call yourself king. And I tell everybody, man, they're going to call you crazy until they walk in heaven and they see God gave you a seat. <laughs> I think there's a book that you would really enjoy. It's called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. Ah, I like it's that. It's a powerful book, and I think I think you would love it if you get I'm it. I'm going today. to touch it. I'm going to get it today. Yes, yeah. I'm going to get it today. So, if you were to let's say you're coming to the end of your life, you're 100 years old, whatever it may be, you feel like you've accomplished what you've set out to do in life. What are the three lessons you've learned that you're about to pass? What are the three things you've taken away out of having your experience in this world? One, I learned that mostly everything we search for has always been in us. Two, I learned to value my days. Val always value your days. Be thankful for another day to breathe and live. And the third is live full and die empty. And how, if you were to give one piece of advice for any 18, 20 year old listening here, something that they could take away from our conversation right now, what, what would that be? Uh, that would be 
I'm going to give you a great answer. Great Could answer. be if you were talking to yourself at 18 or 20 as well. I would tell them to, to try to get a million dollars for every tear you ever cried. I would tell them, embrace the pain. Embrace the pain. And turn it into sunshine. Embrace the rain and turn it into sunshine. Embrace it. Embrace it all. Embrace the mistakes. Embrace the trials and tribulations. Embrace the deaths that come. The friends you lose, the family you lose, the parents you lose. Embrace it all. Because uh, greatness is, is obtained by the individual strong enough to climb for it. And I'm not the one to sugarcoat to the youth. I tell you. It's going to get hard before it get better. And one last thing that's going to make them happy. When you're building this business, young entrepreneurs and young kings and queens, remember this. 20s is for learning. 30s is for earning. So don't panic. You're just getting started. Mm, I like that. Very cool. So I just want to wrap things up, get any closing thoughts from you. Also, if you have any social stuff you can share, I know your album's going to be dropping. Did it already drop, you said? No, it drops Friday, man. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to... Hustle and Motivate drop Friday, but Pain and Purpose is out as well. That dropped two weeks ago. Okay. Oh, that, wow. that debuted at number two on the Saudi Arabia uh, charts. Very nice, yeah. So I'll get those links from you and put those in the, in the episode here. Absolutely, training yeah. purpose, yeah, and hustle yeah. and motivate. Hustle and motivate Friday. Hustle and motivate so powerful, man. Ah, mm -hmm. that's for the hustlers right there, baby. I caught a clip of it on your on your YouTube actually. I just uh, I just listened to that before before we hopped on. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sorry, did did the camera break up? I'm sorry. That's all good. It was a nice photo of you that it showed though. <laughs> That's big time. That's Look big time. Actually, I like I like your jacket there too, man. That looks good. Man, I appreciate you, big dog, man. I appreciate you. Little jacket I picked up, man, from a a, a designer, um, DCI Styles in Perimeter Mall, man, Atlanta, Georgia, man. Pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Pretty nice. dope. Thank you, brother. Very cool. Well, I'd like to thank you for taking the time, and I'll let you know once this comes up and gets released. Maybe we can hop on again sometime. I'd love to chat again. I know I know you got to run to another appointment, so I don't want to hold Absolutely. you too much longer. But Absolutely. I do appreciate everything you're sharing, everything you're talking about. I think you got an amazing message for Thank everyone. You, and when, when I first heard you, I swear, when you said your mentor was, was Les Brown, I actually thought you were Les Brown when I first heard you. I heard, <laughs> your, I heard your voice on a clip, and I was like, that's, that's Les? No, that's not Les. And you had this new, like, revitalized... You know, it's like fresher than less. So, uh, man, listen, you have no idea. It's funny you said that because me and Les is actually uh, work, getting ready to work on the album together. Oh, that'll be sick. Yeah. New school works old school, man. Something powerful. 
Yeah. All new content from the go. So you making a lot of content right now? Like, what's your schedule like with making all this stuff? Is it every single oh, day? Yeah, I make new. I freestyle everything, so I imagine I'm unlimited. I can create content all day long, baby. Huh. All day long, I create content all day. Like I told you, I, I meet somebody, have a conversation, and I, 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 I feel it. I, 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 I would, I would hear a situation and put my spin on it. You get me? I basically take a situation that I was in the same situation. And then you hear the pain of people. You know what I mean? Like different pains, it's different levels of pain. So I try to learn the different levels of pain, so I can bring it out. So you could touch, so you could touch a a a, a, a wide scope of, of of individuals, not just one lane of people. You know, I want everybody. I want everybody to be touched. Everybody from the rich to poor, the 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 evil, the drug dealers. I want everybody to be touched. You know. Yeah. I want a universal motivation, baby. I think your voice has has the power to do that, to transcend these different types of, you know, people, these different individuals. We already we already doing it, man. Like I said, yeah. man, I'm, uh, my videos are average like a 1.5 million views on each video, bro. Like this is just a kid that's starting in shelter, putting up these numbers, man. Like it, it's it's already written. I'm only 30 years old, man. We just getting started. If someone came up to you when you were a kid and told you that you'd be hitting one million views on a video, would you have believed it? Yeah. Hmm? Would yeah. you believe? Yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. Oh, wow. I always. I, I told you my visualization was crazy. But I, I, uh -huh. I told you earlier, we're getting the conversation. My belief in myself was probably Ooh. insane. Insane. I love it. It was insane. But yeah, man, look. It's nothing but love, man. It's been an honor, man, to be on the show, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thanks Absolutely. for taking the time again. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Man, thank you for the amazing questions, man. Your questions was on point, bro. It's probably by far one of the best podcasts I've ever done in my life, man. It was dope. It was live. And you are amazing, King. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you. you for the kind words. Yeah, you, hey, you make it really easy. You, you speak so well. And you speak to people's hearts, as I covered it earlier. And I think you speak from the heart, and that's why you connect with people. That's why you're gonna. That's why you're gonna blow up even more than you already have. So I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing you fill 10,000 seats in a theater, and have all those people improve themselves, better their lives after they walk out of that theater. Thank you, brother. We just getting started, man. Long got a long career ahead of us, man. God, God's plan, man. That's exciting. Yeah. Right. Thanks again, William. We'll talk soon. Thank you, brother. Be blessed, man. Thank you.